See Heather McDonald, James O'Keefe, and Sheriff David Clark at Freedom Summit 2018. Get your tickets at freedomsummitchicago.com. Yeah, we're going to see Heather McDonald uh, October 27th, Freedom Summit. And uh, Heather McDonald's up next, but uh, more teases from the uh, wide-ranging interview of First Lady Melania Trump by ABC News that airs this evening. Uh, a couple more questions they teased out to get your interest, and I'm interested. I, I am kind of interested in what Melania has to say about the range of topics they discuss, including why she's taken up the issue of uh, cyberbullying. She's starting. Uh, she started this whole campaign against cyberbullying and teaching you know, particularly young people, how to comport themselves on social media. I could say I'm the most bullied person on, on the world. You think you're the most bullied person in the world? One of them, if you really see what people are saying about me. That's why I, you know, my Be Best initiative is focusing on um, social media and online behavior. We need to educate the children of... Uh, social emotional behavior so when they grow up and they know how to deal with with those issues you know what's yeah. interesting is that um she didn't sound dissimilar to michelle obama who was on the today show yesterday and uh, michelle obama did not echo the sentiments of uh, one eric holder she did not she did not echo the sentiments of one hillary clinton she sort of doubled down on her now infamous, uh, they go low, we go high formulation. What would you say now about your motto? Do you think it still stands when they go low, a we go absolutely. high? Absolutely. Fear is, is not a, uh, it's not a proper motivator. Uh, hope wins out. Um, and if you think about how you want your kids to be raised, how you want them to think about life and their opportunities, mm -hmm. do you want them afraid of their neighbors? Do you want them angry? Do you want them vengeful? You know, if we think of the values that we try to promote to our children, Savannah, you're a mother right now. And at this point, you have to think about what are the things you're telling your girls? Which motto do you want them to live by? Uh, and, I, and I have to think about that as a mother, as, as someone who's a role model to young girls. We want them to grow up with promise and hope. And we can't model something different if we want them to be better than that. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I, I'd have a follow-up, though. Savannah didn't offer this follow-up, but I would have if I was We're on, on the couch. was on the couch, yeah. That'll never happen. But um, um, what about uh, sort of mob mentality? What about the presumption of innocence? What about the uh, mean girls phenomenon, as it were, like this case we talked about earlier in the show out of this Pittsburgh high school where uh, – these girls conspired to falsely accuse a young man of sexual assault. What about what we've seen there? What about teaching your girls and your boys about the presumption of innocence and about independent thinking? Do you agree with that as well? Or do we believe somebody, uh, give somebody the benefit of the doubt solely based on their race or their gender? I would love to hear Michelle Obama's answer to that in the context of what we've seen over the last three weeks. For more on that topic, we're pleased to be joined by Heather McDonald, contributing editor for City Journal author of the bestseller, The War on Cops, and she's written a good piece about uh, Me Too as well. Uh, you can find it at City Journal. Heather, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, Don. Great to be with you. What about uh, this uh, week where uh, in the uh, aftermath of the Kavanaugh confirmation, we've heard from Hillary Clinton that, uh, look, I'm happy to be civil as soon as you give us congressional majorities. 
uh, or from Eric Holder that uh, if they go low in our estimation, then we kick them uh, versus what you're hearing from the, the former First Lady and the current one? Well, uh, I think it's somewhat hypocritical on Michelle Obama's part because her husband's administration was uh, perpetrating the type of identity politics that is leading to such uh, civil unrest and, and the threat of violence in our society coming out of the academy. You have a concerted effort uh, to teach students to hate, to hate each other, to hate the greatest works of Western civilization based on the trivialities of gonads and melanin. You know, the, the schools are starting really in K through 12, but it reaching an absolute uh, crescendo of frenzy in, in universities talk endlessly about toxic masculinity and white privilege. Whites are portrayed as the, especially white males, as the source of all evil the globe over. Uh, and you speak about due process. Obviously, that victim ideology, this, this poisonous identity politics, is now taking square aim at our fundamentals of justice with the Believe Survivors mantra, which presumes guilt on the part of the accused, presumes innocence on the part of the uh, accuser, and the, and the assumption that the accuser deserves unquestioning uh, credulity on the part of, of observers. This turns our system of justice upside down and, and places power in the government that I would think uh, anybody with any knowledge of history would be very reluctant to place. I was, I was really, um, your, your piece, your recent piece on this is really powerful, and it reminded me a little bit um, the way that you end it, uh, kind of turning it back to women, a little bit of what Kellyanne Conway said when she admitted to Jake Tapper that she had been a victim of sexual assault, and she said, you have to be responsible for yourself. I'm res you're responsible for your own conduct. Judge Kavanaugh, Jake Tapper, not responsible for what happened to me. And you say in your piece how our, our, our booze-fueled hookup culture has made relations between men and women messier than ever, leaving many girls and women with pains of regret, but those regrets do not equal rape. Could you talk a little bit more about that part of the story that never seems to really get covered? Well, we are not living through an epidemic of campus rape. The facts speak for, the, speak for themselves. If that were the case, we would have seen a stampede to create single-sex uh, schools decades ago where girls could study in safety. Instead, uh, every weekend they continue to troop to frat parties. Uh, so there's not rape going on, but what there is going on is a sordid scene of, of drunken, one-night stand uh, hookups. The girls drink themselves blotto precisely to lower their sexual inhibitions. This uh, really appalling scene of, of casual promiscuity is the direct outgrowth of sexual liberation, which was founded on a lie. And that lie is that males and females react identically to casual sex, they have identical sex drives, and that both males and females desire 
uh, as many no strings attached uh, couplings as as possible. That is not true. Males and females have different sex drives. The male libido is voracious. The female more selective, and females have emotional responses to intercourse uh, that are much more frequent than males, which isn't to say that males are completely unaffected emotionally, but on average, uh, girls produce, females produce hormones uh, after, after intercourse that lead to a, a sense of emotional bonding. What happens on college campuses frequently is the girls sort of see the guys around campus seemingly completely unaffected by their drunken hookup, and and they feel regret, they feel resentful. Uh, sometimes it's a case of, well, the girl has cheated on her boyfriend with this guy, so she lodges a rape complaint to try and get herself off the hook. But all of these instances of regretted sex that are then converted by the massive Title IX bureaucracies into phony rape accusations they are they are nevertheless can be disquieting they could all be avoided completely if girls returned to the traditional values of prudence and modesty you follow a few simple rules you don't get drunk you don't get into bed with a guy you barely know and take off your clothes if if you do so you're setting in motion uh, a set of, of of primal processes that are going to be hard to undertake. And that goes for boys, too. I, frankly, don't have a heck of a lot of sympathy for these guys who are falsely accused of rape because they, too, could avoid any risk of false rape accusations by themselves reintroducing themselves to the traditional norms of gentlemanliness and chivalry instead of seeking to, you know, have a one-night stand with, with uh, some drunken girl they've met, walk her home, walk your girlfriend home at night, kiss her goodnight, and write her a love poem at 2 a.m. All of this is, is completely preventable if the girls and boys occup- uh, exercise some prudence and foresight. My love is like a red, red rose that's freshly sprung in. Okay, yeah, I, taking I'm notes. taking notes. This is like uh, therapy Heather. for him. No, I mean, I and I, I appreciate what you're saying, but but um, I want to go back to something you said. You know, I, I I get what you're saying, the the boorish conduct in both directions, but with respect to the Me Too movement and the sort of cultural, uh, the cultural norms that are being propagated by the media, if you're saying that masculinity is toxic then why won't we see more false allegations? Because what's wrong with a false allegation? The person that you're targeting is inherently bad. Well, I'm not saying that it's toxic. I'm saying that males have a strong sex drive. That no. is not No, no, no. Toxic. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm saying what the left says on campus, the toxic masculinity rape culture narrative of the left. If you're going to if not you, I mean the left if the left is going to promote that, then why wouldn't it encourage people to make false allegations because you're making a false allegation against somebody who's inherently bad? Oh, you're absolutely right. And, and we've had uh, you know, commentators on the left basically say that, is I don't care if this is uh, correct or not, uh, you know, males have it coming to them. I mean, that, that's been one of the responses of virtually every phony racial hate crime hoax that gets un, uh, you know, questioned 
the race advocates say, well, it doesn't matter whether it happened or not because it could have happened, uh, and therefore let's do another you know, 10 million of diversity training on campus to fight this phantom racism. So yes, we have, again, it cannot be overstated, Dan and Kristen, the campuses are teaching people to hate. They are using these broad categories of guilt and innocence. They're teaching students to think of themselves as victims on a college campus, which is delusional. There has never been a more tolerant environment in human history, at least if you're not a conservative, than a college campus. It celebrates the very characteristics that have, are still the cause for stoning and possibly death in many places across the world today. And yet students come out of those places believing that they have been victimized by circumambient racism and sexism. This is crazy, but they are carrying that chip on their shoulder into the world at large, and that is what explains the insanity that we have lived through for the last three weeks with the Kavanaugh hearings uh, and, and the, the screaming banshees discarding due process and, and trying to dredge up every possible completely lunatic accusation against Kavanaugh on the theory, as you say, Dan, that anything a male does is by definition toxic. She is Heather McDonald. You can catch uh, her wisdom and insights at our Freedom Summit, October 27th. Get to more information at our website. Get tickets. Heather McDonald, contributing editor for City Journal, the author of the bestseller, The War on Cops. Heather, thanks as always for joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks, Dan. Look forward to it. Take care. She joined us on the turnkey.pro answer line. You're listening to Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.